Hey, Business Building Warrior. Today's episode has a couple guests. So we're going to turn on the video camera here in just a second and bring them on. But before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little bit about their story because we kind of go through a really nice timeline today of a young married couple struggling with debt, venturing into, they're both working full time, by the way, you know, working hard at their jobs, but still struggling through selling a little bit online, kind of dabbling in it, never really taking off. But they've been doing this a long time. That story starts back in the mid, I think he said around 2000, uh, things didn't really take off to 2015, several years ago. And they were playing around before that on the internet, trying to make something happen. But putting their professional skills to work, trying to build businesses, and it just wasn't quite clicking for them until they got into the proven Amazon course things really took off from there around 2015, 2016, they started ramping up, started scaling up. And then about 2019, I'm trying to keep my timeline straight here. They got into coaching and they got into our coaching program. And then it really took off. They're sitting on the verge of a possible million dollar year here in 2021. We don't know how the year is going to end yet as we're recording this. There's still over three months plus left in this year but they'll easily hit 800,000 at a very healthy mid 20% profit margin. And that's while working a full-time job. Joe, our guest today and his wife, Julia, Joe still works full-time. He's just put in his notice. He's two weeks from going full-time with his Amazon business. They've brought a couple of new people into the scene here in the past several months and year or so who are doing some of the prepping and some of the shipping for them but they said coaching was a real pivot point for them. So the two big pivot points you're going to hear today are when they bought the proven Amazon course, business really took off. And then you can hear them say in their own words, I didn't ask them to say this, what they said, but they had some very glowing things to say about our coaching program and their coach and how well things are going. So we're going to have links to all of that in the show notes today, all the resources that we talk about. There's going to be several links in the notes today. But I think one of the big takeaways that I had was just how transparent these guys were. They spoke from the heart. They didn't sugarcoat anything. They talked about the struggles. Joe even mentions he's a recovering alcoholic and he's several years clean and sober now, but he talks about, you know, there was some real stress early in their relationship and they've had to come through some real challenges, but they're in a wonderful place now. And you're just going to see it on this is one of those episodes where I think it really benefits to turn on the camera because you know body language speaks a lot. These are two people who are truly excited about the season they're at in life. And it wasn't that long ago when they were in a much different, more difficult stage. And it's just cool to see how blessed they are and how grateful they are, which is another word. Look for some good lessons on that word today, gratitude. We talk about that a little bit as well. So many good lessons packed into this episode. I'd love to jump over and get them on the line so you can hear the story of Joe and Julia Devine. So Joe and Julia, welcome to the show. Hey, thank hey. you for having us. Yeah, thanks Good for having us. Good to see you guys. Here. <laughs> Let's get right into your story. I'm eager to hear it. Joe, why don't we start with you, buddy? Yeah, so we've had quite a journey. It started in, well, first of all, we've got a little boy who, uh, who's two years old and a little girl who's, she's almost Six, seven. Yep. And um, so, and we've been married since 2012. So 2012 is, is about when we started with Amazon. We had just gotten married in April and got home from the honeymoon and we're combining all our stuff together and trying to organize a little bit. And um, I found a couple of textbooks uh, laying around the house. So <laughs> I don't know why, but I just decided, hey, I'm going to try to list these and get some money for them. <laughs> so put them on Amazon and they sold pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, put a couple more on and those sold and then kind of went from there. And I started uh, going on Craigslist and looking for people selling books. Um, we live in a college town, so there was, there's quite a few options and Craigslist was a little more busy back then. So I could buy them on Craigslist and I'd resell them on Amazon. And then I started doing that on eBay and it just kind of went from there. And going to Goodwills. And- <laughs> yeah, going to Goodwills and, and you know, all kinds of thrift stores. So and that was my hustle for a while. And I really liked it. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. And at the time we were really, we were in need of money. I mean, we were, we were struggling. We were, you know, pretty late into our twenties at that point, but I don't go off the rails too much. No, but, was that a part-time gig for you guys or was that, that was yeah, the primary income? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a part-time gig. So basically 
at that time I was in school. So I was getting a master's degree in counseling. And so I was doing that and I was working part-time and she was working working full-time at the time. But we came in with a lot of, you know, just a lot of debt, you know, in 2008, I'm actually a recovering alcoholic. So in 2008, I, I went to rehab and it's actually a faith-based regeneration program is what they call it. So at that point, I really, I came out of there with a changed heart. That's beautiful. What's the name of the program? If you don't mind sharing, I'm curious because I'm familiar (laughs) with that world. Yeah, it's, it's, it's called Dunklin Memorial. It's in Okeechobee, Florida. So there's a great place. They're faith-based. It changed my life. It really did. That's phenomenal. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Thank a day at a time. And I love how you said it. You said it, recovering alcoholic. My dad was, we lost him in December. He was clean and sober over 40 years, but he called himself wow. a recovering alcoholic to the day he, day he passed wow. because it's a journey. And he shared me, he shared with me very candidly just months before we didn't know he was going to be sick and gone soon, but in a conversation, I was like, dad, so like, is it, are you still truly a recovering alcoholic or do you just say that to be supportive to people? He's like plenty of days where a good cold beer sounds really good, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a lot more than me that would, that would lose some faith and lose some heart if that happened. So uh, yeah. I said, I'm one of those guys too. You encourage me. Uh, so Congratulations on that gift, not just to yourself, but to your family. I can see Julia nodding her head up and down in agreement there. A, a topic of passion for me. My parents spent years in Celebrate Recovery, and they, my mom still runs a local, one of the largest in Indiana, Celebrate Recovery wow. chapters. Okay. Kind of like a Christian Alcoholics Anonymous. Right? Mm-hmm. Instead of yeah. a higher power, it's unapologetically Christ centered, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A few differences. Well, congratulations to you, man. I love that we're starting there. Thank you. Yeah. It's so that was, that's where I started. And, you know, even though I came out of there with a changed heart, I had a lot of baggage, you know, just, I had put myself in a financially difficult position. And, um, you know, by the time we got married, it was one of those things where we needed to figure a way out of it. So it was a rough road afterwards, but. And it wasn't just him, you know, coming to the marriage with baggage. I mean, I, you know, I made my own financial mistakes and I had debt too, that we, you know, needed to eliminate. And, you know, so we came into marriage with, pretty much nothing but that. <laughs> I mean, I probably like not the best decision looking back on it, but you know, things work out, but that's when we get married when we're young, right? We got the stamina <laughs> to plow through some of those bad choices we make. Not that getting married was a bad decision, but yeah. just the, the timing and the debt and the, you know, like how about some stability here? You know, I, I think so many couples go through that and many couples don't make it through it. I mean, it, that's the number one killer of, of marriages is financial strain. We, we hear that all the time, right? So right. congratulations to you guys. I, I'm like eager to jump to the good part of the story. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, we did the whole Dave Ramsey thing. We went through his good for you. We did that together. And then with Amazon, you know, we started doing that. And um, yeah, at the time, I don't know if I knew that you could sell anything else. I wasn't sure if you could sell products. I don't think I really even thought about it. I really like selling textbooks. Right. So for the first few years, you know, we use that to kind of pay off our credit cards. And I was selling primarily in the fall and then also in like January, you know, just twice a year, that sort of thing. When the kids were giving up their books, you were buying. I was buying them. Yeah. And I was even going to different towns. Like I was driving, you know, we've got a couple of bigger cities close to us within a two hour driving distance Mm -hmm. with several schools in each town. So I'd drive there and line up, you know, people and get books and you know, do that whole thing. So uh, I did that for a couple of years. And then I can't remember who told me about it, but somebody, I was talking with somebody, a family friend, and they told me about the Proven Amazon course. Because I was kind of looking at, you know, what what can I do? Because I know I can scale this. I know I can do something more with it, but I really didn't know where to start. Now, this is quite a while ago. How long ago was this? So I actually emailed support to see when I bought it. And it was April 30th, 2015. So it was, yeah. Ago. yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the course is right around 10 years old or so approximately. Yeah. So yeah. And to hear from a student who's been around that long is pretty cool. <laughs> I love it. I mean, right away, I, I dove right into it. I watched maybe three videos and then I was just off and running. You know, I, I went to Target. That was my first place where I got something other than a textbook and found some stuff on clearance and you know, from there, it was just, I was off to the races. Rest is history. Yeah. (laughs) So I I looked at my sales. So 2012 to 2014, I did about 20,000 in sales each year, which, you know, 
it's not great, but but that was a lot for us at the time. It was a lot know? for that, us at the time, oh, for sure. A big yeah. deal, a big. Difference. A few extra hundred dollars a month can be a really big deal when things are tight. Yeah, you know? oh. I mean, once you get into some stability, those numbers feel small. But I look back at you know, my wife and I's first apartment was three hundred and fifty dollars a month, and we we're like, how are we going to pay rent this yeah. month at times? <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. wow, if only our problems were that small now, right? Mm-hmm. And it's true because, and and actually, I mean, we resonate with that part of the story, Jen, because you know, when we got married, I had a townhouse and we ended up selling it as part of the decision to try to get out of debt and then moved into a little one bedroom apartment, you know, and, and just of course, throughout the course of it, and you could talk more about this, but, you know, we're now at the place where we just bought a really nice house in a really nice neighborhood. And, and it's all, I mean, truthfully all because of, of Amazon and where, you know, just being a part of your community, being a part of, you know, the proven Amazon, the coaching, we did that. We can talk more about that. And, and um, being, being faithful, man, God is good. Yeah, I mean, sure. It's not, it hasn't been an easy road. You've put in the work, the blood, sweat, and tears to get there. I'm sure there's been plenty of doubts along the way too, but man, look where you are now. This is beautiful. I'm enjoying this story. <laughs> I want to go make some popcorn. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't even remember where I was, but just we were just saying that twenty thousand dollars was a lot to us. Yeah, the books and it 20, is thousand. But then you hit Target and you started yeah. to see some more potential. The proven Amazon course, yeah. which by the way was just kind of a list of video. It was like one page, if I remember right. It was like one page of links to yeah. different videos and PDF that, files, right? Yeah, at that time it was actually a little bit more categorized, but not okay. Not okay. much. I remember thinking, I remember being overwhelmed for sure. Sure. It was just a big page, one page of information with a whole bunch of links on it and some different categories perhaps at that point. Yeah. yeah. It's not the experience that people have now where it's like a Netflix of categorized. Oh, now it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's like, all, yeah. let me ask you this. Have you ever paid another dime for the proven Amazon course? No, nothing. And once. I've been able to, you know, use the same information. I mean, I'm logging in and I'm learning and I'm, you know, I'm going through the same courses and, and that kind of thing. So hundred percent worth it. It's amazing. Awesome. Okay. But you knew that already or else you wouldn't have asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yep, that's marketing. Yep. This episode sponsored by Proven Amazon. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's keep it going. So you started learning some new things when you got into Target, you saw some new potential, huh? I did. So I watched a few videos, started going to different stores I don't even know if I watched, I don't know how many other videos I even watched in the course, but I just kind of ran with it. And 2015, I ended up with 127,000. So, you know, it was an extra hundred thousand dollars from the previous year. And that was, I believe I was working full-time at that time. So this whole time I've been working full-time, I'm actually, I just put in my notice for my job two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. No way. Congratulations. Yeah. So have you quit yet? Or was that a two weeks notice? Like it's coming up fast. I gave them a month. Um, you got so two more weeks, two more weeks. Yeah. yeah. And you're done. And then yeah. I'm done. Yep. That's I'm incredible. Done. Did you get into counseling? That's what you said your uh, degree was in. So my degree is in counseling. I am a licensed professional counselor in Virginia, but I am not currently counseling. I'm actually doing something related, but not like strictly therapy. So I work for an insurance company that it's in, it's managed care. So the company I work for works with the state of Virginia to help manage Medicaid costs. So I, I help guide people who are on Medicaid and help them, you know, with making decisions to, that'll help them with their, with their health. Sure. It, so this is a work from home thing, I take it? Work from home. Yeah. So I've been doing that since seven, 2017. Gotcha. And Julie, what, COVID do, you, happened. do you still work um, outside the home? So... I haven't been working outside of the home since 2015. Um, I've had a couple of small businesses, you know, myself out of the home. I'm a wedding planner. And then I was also um, doing some party plan. It's called H2O at home. I was doing party plan for a while. And that just, we, we stopped doing that in December of 2020. And then I'm still, you know, I still have the wedding business. Um, but of course, COVID took a major, you know, major sure. on the wedding business. And so that, you know, the whole business is, you know, it's just kind of slowed down significantly just because of COVID. So yeah, that's, and then, you know, supporting him and, and raising kids and. Yeah. I mean, um, the COVID coming last year for, for the wedding business anyway, just totally decimated that in- industry because of the restrictions, but it was good because then she just pivoted and then we started working together on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. The perfect pivot business. Yes. Yeah. For families. Yeah. It was That's perfect. awesome. Yeah. Very good. 
So how involved in the business are you, Julie? Just give us a feel here for, you know, what percentage of it's kind of under your umbrella? Well, I would say, I mean, I don't know. It really only started with, uh, you know, kind of when the shutdown happened in March of 2020, that's really when I kind of got really active with it. And that was just sheer volume. It was, you know, he couldn't keep up with, uh, with as much as he was sourcing. And, you know, I was prepping products at that point. We were, you know, kind of shipping in together. I was doing some shopping. I was, you know, sounds like you're pretty involved. I was at, yeah. I mean, it, it really started last year. And I mean, before that it was, it was mostly just, you know, me managing the kids while he's out, you know, shopping and Absolutely. <laughs> kind of a great support person for sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, now, I mean, I'm trying to handle some of the admin things, some of the behind the scenes, you know, accounting and, and trying to work on taxes and all the stuff I don't want to do. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, and my, you know, my skill set is, is the details and the, the administrative stuff and the uh, systems and the processes and those kind of things. And those are not his skill set. And so I've, it's funny because I've actually told her, my mother-in-law that um, I never imagined, you know, when God paired us together how our skill sets would be used, but they, I mean, they sure are every day with, you know, with Amazon. So it's pretty awesome. But yeah, so I'm just basically doing the admin type things and trying to set up for future growth. Yeah. You know, for some reason this pops into my head. I don't know if this will resonate. Hopefully with the listeners it'll resonate, but it reminds me, I, like in the nineties, it gave, became very popular to take like these personality matching tests to find mm -hmm. the perfect mate. Remember that was like a really big deal. Like we'll match you with the perfect person kind of stuff. Yeah. And you take these personality tests and it's like, Hey, this is you in the opposite gender. Like, mm -hmm. Hey, they, you guys have a great time. You love the same stuff. You got the same personality types. I'm like that's a disaster. Right. <laughs> You've got to be married to someone that's like, different you as many imaginable ways as possible. Yes. I talked to all these couples who've been married 20, 30 years. It's like, yeah, hey, we have very few like character traits or personality types in common or likes that we've learned to blend That's right. and complement. Yeah. And it's like one plus one equals five now. That's right. Know? Yeah. And I mean, we, you know, obviously share the same values and the, you know, on the big, of course, stuff. those values are hugely important. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But, and it's funny because we did actually meet on eHarmony. And so they did do that personality matching. <laughs> so maybe they know, match up. Maybe. Well, it shows you how much I know. <laughs> well, that, they so they apparently did a pretty good job matching you two up, you. even with all that debt. Yep. Right. Yeah. Which we are out of, by the way. Yeah. Congratulations again. That's all. What year did you guys get out of debt, by the way? Oh, gosh. I think happen it was remember? 2018. It was a few years ago. Okay. Yeah. And so, so it was it, quite a haul. Yeah. I mean, it took us a solid five, six years mm -hmm. at least, but yeah. we did it. Yeah, we did it. I mean, we still have like a mortgage and everything, but yeah. we're out of credit card debt. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I've got you, man. I got you. You got a positive net worth and it's growing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it was, goal. it was really cool to see too, Jim, because we, um, you know, while, while back we were renting, um, at the time and, you know, we actually created a vision board and, and kind of just talked through our, you know, what our dream house would look like, or, you know, whatever it was that we were kind of working towards. And, you know, strangely, I mean, we closed on this house and kind of looked back at that and we were like, oh my gosh, like everything that we said on that list is, here, you know, and it's just really cool to see where we've, where we started and, you know, where we've come from and what we've, you know, it's been a ton of work. Of course, we've put in the hours, you know, but I just think it's really encouraging to see what, what can happen with a little bit of persistence and a lot of hard work and, you know, a lot and of writing things down. Yeah. Like it took me, true. it took me entirely too long to realize that I need to start writing my goals, especially as a therapist, you know, it's almost embarrassing, <laughs> but it's like, write your goals down. You know, what do I want to do with this business? What do I want to accomplish? What am I trying to, you know, what numbers am I trying to hit? It's simple, but for some reason, you know, we make it difficult, but. Yeah, it's a powerful activity to do as a couple as well to kind of have, here's what, here's what we're aiming for. Yeah. It helps every decision be met with some clarity. Is this moving us closer to what we both agreed we were aiming for? Right. <laughs> and if not, we need to talk. Yeah. It's it's a really good thing to have that family vision. That's phenomenal. We could do a whole episode on that. So many good little mini topics here <laughs> so far. But let's get it back on track on Amazon because where we left last left off the Amazon story, you're in Target, you're discovering some things. You had a hundred and twenty-seven thousand dollar month year. Year, hundred twenty seven thousand, which is a hundred thousand more than what you'd had previous. Mm -hmm. What was your margins approximately? Do you happen to remember? 
Then it was in the upper 20s. Now I'm, I'm a little lower at this point, but I've also got a lot more expenses. So I kind of hovered in that area for a few years, actually. In 2015 to 2019, I was in the hundreds. Like I said, I've had a full-time job this whole time. So I kind of just put it, I don't know what it is. I was trying to think about what it was that just clicked for me. Because in 2019, all of a sudden, I just felt like, hey, I want to do this. Like, this is something I really want to go for. I mean, I was in school for a while and I took a while to get licensed to become a therapist. So, you know, doing those things, my mind was in other areas. And I think that just throughout the journey and throughout getting this done, it's, you know, this decision to go for it with Amazon had just, you know, it happened in, in, uh, like I said, 2019. I I don't know where it came from. Well, that's when you met with somebody in the community, remember? You had a conversation. Yeah, but it was right before that. I think. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But we just kind of decided like we, you know, we wanted to be corporate refugees. We want to be, mm-hmm. you know, we want our time to be our time and we want our family, you know, we want to live the life that we want to live. And, you know, so we, we just kind of started working towards building that life, you know, which he really got the bug in 2019 where he was like, I'm, I don't want to work for anybody else. You know? Yeah. 2019 is really when it started getting serious. It was the fall of 19. I joined legends. So I started out in that group. And then I, that's when I started listening to the podcast and I'm not a big social media guy. So I specifically joined Facebook just to be a part of the silent sales group. We're on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I was like fighting tooth and nail. Listen, Jim, he he went for a long time. He wasn't even friends with me on Facebook because (laughs) he didn't want, because I'm connected to his family and he didn't want the whole world knowing, you know, that he was on Facebook. So sorry. I I totally get it. (laughs) If there was a way to do what we do and just completely go around Zuckerberg, man, I'd be all in. Yeah, (laughs) It just happens to be the most convenient gathering place for now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're on there with us. And you mentioned legends real quick too. Any links or resources for the listener's sake that we talk about today. If you go to silentgym.com, go to the show notes for this episode, there'll be a link to the legends group and we'll explain what that is there. We can dive into it perhaps as part of your story if you'd like, but just so listeners aren't wondering, what do you say? Legends, what's that? Yeah, We'll have a link in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. But that was both of those things. Just joining those groups was a huge part of it because then I, I wasn't an island anymore. You know, I wasn't doing my own thing. And, you know, another thing that took me too long to realize was, you know, especially with my background is that it's, you can't do it by yourself. You just can't, you have to have other people and there's got to be, you know, just that, that community, you've got to be a part of the community. And so when I joined it, I noticed the change immediately. I mean, it was night and day because instead of, you know, I made all these mistakes and I didn't have anybody to lean on and, you know, couldn't ask anybody questions or anything like that. So I'm trying to do it all alone. And those years that I spent kind of wandering there, I probably could have had, you know, way better years those years if I had been a part of a community. So. And I think it was important to get to get to the community part of it because it gave you resources for, you know, if you do get an IP complaint or if, you know, all these big, scary things that, you know, if you're, if you're just starting out or if you're on an Island by yourself, you don't realize that these things are very common and that they're resolvable and it's, it's not something, it's not the end all be all. And so, because I remember there were some times when, you know, you would get an IP complaint or something and be like, I'm done. I can't do this. Yeah. Then, you know, it just kind of helps you realize that everybody goes through it. Yeah. This too will pass, you know, those kind of things. That's um, that's a great observation. I, and the, the word image, I like word images. I think they stick with people sometimes. But I think when you try to do this business by yourself, mm-hmm. those molehills start to look like mountains. Exactly. Sure. But when you have the community, those mountains can be approached as if they're molehills. Like, oh, yeah. The last 50 people who've talked about this, they did X, Y, and Z, and they went on with their life and they didn't lose any sleep. You know, So you've got this group now. It's very validating and supportive. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the good book tells us in Genesis, man is not meant to be alone. It wasn't just talking about marriage. He was talking about isolation is dangerous, mm-hmm. and even in e-commerce, right? So I love that you're pulling lessons and, and being very uh, transparent with us, Joe. Yeah. And hey, I've been trained as a professional counselor. I should know these things, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's like the, uh, you know, the carpenter who doesn't fix his own house, the mechanic who has a broken down car, you know, it's like, yeah, why am I not doing this to my own life? You know, exactly. uh, I love the transparency. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was huge for me. I think a lot of it had to do with fear too. I think there was a lot of fear there as far as what if I get suspended? What if, you know, this happens to my account? And it's just helpful to see other people going through those things and knowing how to get out of it and to, you know, to not make it such a big deal. So yeah, that was a turning point for me. So 2019, that's when when I joined the groups and then COVID happened, obviously. <laughs> so I'll, I'll add another one to the list of something that I should have done long ago, but outsourcing. So this is something that I finally learned because I joined the groups is that I need to outsource. I shouldn't be working in my business so much because at that point, I was doing everything. I had done everything since 2012. I had prepped, I had shipped, shopped, everything. A lot of early night. I mean, early mornings, a lot of late nights. I, I was working yeah. seven days a week. Yeah. So, you know, joining these groups helped me help hammer it into me that I should be, you know, outsourcing. I shouldn't be doing everything by myself. There's no reason for that, but nobody can prep as good as I can. Nobody <laughs> can ship as good as I can. Right. Uh, you're trying to get me on a soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying. <laughs> But that's what you convince yourself of. You think that nobody's going to take care of your business the way you are, which in a sense is true, but not for, you know, there's tasks that other people can do way better than you can do. So it wasn't until March when COVID really started to hit that we actually hired somebody to start prepping for us. So last March, I ended up hitting 65,000, which was my best month at the time yet. And then we ended up losing her for her kids were pulled out of school. Mm-hmm. So we ended up losing them. Yeah. So we went through a couple of different preppers before we finally found somebody who's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she did a great job, way better than I ever did. So, you know, it just goes to show. I mean, those fears were unfounded because now I'm so happy that I did that. I wish I did it sooner. And the cool thing is that they, um, she was actually out on maternity leave when she started helping us. And, you know, she was desperate for a way to, uh, to leave her corporate job and to be mm-hmm. home with her baby. And so she's, they're now doing that. They, they started their own prep center, she and her husband both. And, you know, she's home with her baby and she's able to prep our products and they do a fantastic job. And they're, they're able to resolve issues that we don't even have to, you know, we don't even have to touch. We don't even have to, you know, a lot of the product just goes directly to their house. We don't even touch the stuff anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, they're a legit prep so, center. Yeah, they're a legit prep center. So, but That's it's fantastic. So they, they, yeah. they live close to you, I take it. They do. Yep. Yeah. So, so as well. Your stuff's just dropped off there now. Yeah, I'll drop yeah. it off. Yeah. yeah. So you're, so it's freed up space in your now bigger house. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Because there was a point there where our whole house was just boxes and boxes. I mean, I have pictures of like when my daughter was a little baby and there's just boxes covering the living room. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. Send me one of those pictures if you don't mind. We'll promote this episode (laughs) on the Facebook group and say, you know, hey, come meet these guys and see what they got going on now. Maybe take a picture of your house now before and after. (laughs) Maybe with the same kid if you could pull it off. (laughs) Well, now we have space, you know, where'd all the boxes go, mommy? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just been cool too, to just see, you know, see this business benefit other, other families as well. So, so one thing I did want to add to that is that when she started prepping for us, she would come over to our house. And so during maternity leave, that was fine because she could do it whenever. But then afterwards it got rough because they were having to come over at nighttime and, you know, we're trying to get the kids to bed and it just wasn't working out. So we decided to start dropping stuff off at their house. So that was a great option. I don't know if anybody's having trouble with prep centers or, you know, they're, they don't want to do it themselves and they want an in-between, you know, dropping your stuff off at somebody's house is a great idea because then you're, you know, you just, you don't have to worry about it. You have to worry about somebody coming over to your house. You don't have to worry about getting a warehouse. I mean, it kind of solves yeah. a couple of different problems. We've got some multi-million dollar sized replin businesses in our community that are run out of that exact model. A handful mm-hmm. of neighbors shopping, a handful of neighbors prepping, yep. and the owner's house doesn't have anything going on in it except managing the business, mm-hmm. right? So that model can be scaled out. And uh, I think there's even opportunity there for inter- creative international students to use that exact same model to prep centers and, and local shoppers and and we have plenty of people who are doing just that actually. So yeah, with some creativity, these problems are easily solved. And, and I'm amazed, like I get on the next door app. I don't know if you guys have that in your area, if you've ever used it, but every time, and some of the 
best people on our team have come through a post and I have to pull it down less than 24 hours after I put it up saying, Hey, we're hiring. Here's the job. Spell it out in a few sentences. Text me if you're interested. And just a short conversation later, yeah, you found another shopper. You could train them in half an hour, <laughs> you know, found another prepper if we need them. Take the stuff to their house. We don't do much of that. We have our own prep center here, but uh, we are talking about doing more of that sort of thing. But it's it's not a complicated business. It's just not. Yeah, it doesn't have to be for sure. Yeah, and that's, you know, I think that's what our, I mean, our journey has taught us that, I think, if anything else, because, you know, I just think that we complicated it for a little while. It's always me getting my own way. That's all it is. If I just get out of my own way, then it's, it works. So, yeah. Which as a professional counselor, I'm sure you've seen a lot of people where you're just sitting there thinking that, right? Like if this person would just get out of their own way yeah. <laughs> and here we are as business owners, I often say like, that's the ceiling in your business is your ability to lead and grow. You know, mm-hmm. that's your ceiling. And to be honest with yourself, mm-hmm. look yeah. in the mirror and actually know who you're looking at. Like that's the limit right there. Right. right? Hey, Business Building Warrior, sorry for the quick interruption. Just wanted to make sure and remind you about our tremendous sponsor, Payoneer.com. If you need funding, up to $750,000, flexible repayment terms, no credit check. They love Amazon and Walmart sellers. They want to help you grow. Payoneer.com slash funding. For 10% off the fees, be sure to tell them we sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. You know, Mm -hmm. that's your ceiling. And to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. look yeah. in the mirror and actually know who you're looking at. Like that's the limit right there. Right. right? Well, okay. So you had a $67,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Yes. In March, you said last mm-hmm. year. So we're in, as we're recording this August or September of 2021. So, right. you know, a little <clears throat> over a year ago, let's, let's start filling in the rest of the gaps here. Yeah. So I kind of wavered throughout the rest of 2020, just because we had trouble <clears throat> getting a prepper and keeping them and, and COVID was uh, a little funky with that. So by the end of 2020 is when I, our preppers were solidified for the most part. Uh, then I started coaching in January. So Abe McMahon, who's awesome. He's the best coach. Love that guy. He's our coach and he's helped me a lot with, or helped us a lot with yeah. just getting, putting these plans in action. So, you know, getting started with with them prepping and also doing the shipping. That was huge because I was still doing the shipping there for a while. So starting, I guess it would be last November. I didn't write it down, but I've been averaging about 64,000 a month. So I'm on pace to do between 750,000, this year without- Without a monster Q4. Yeah, not accounting for any change with Q4 numbers. Right, which you will see a big Q4. Right. That's because, you know, like I said, as we're recording this, we're, we haven't even entered Q4 yet. So I think you could very realistically see significantly more business than that. Uh, But that's just saying, Hey, if the numbers hold steady, you're going to see 750 to 800, you said, Mm -hmm. but at what margin? About 23%. Nice. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very well done. So I've got to imagine that's more than what you guys are making combined income when you're both kind of working, right? Yes. <laughs> and the flexibility, just talk us through the lifestyle flexibility. Like what's your routine now? What's, what's a day look like for both of you? You know, let's include kid duties and all that. Let's be very realistic. Well, I'm still working. I still have my full-time job, but I'm, I'm at yeah. home too. So it's, it's a little bit more flexible, but it's been phenomenal because especially last year, I mean, we lost all of Julia's income. Mm-hmm. Basically, all of her income was dependent on parties and weddings. Weddings, right. Yeah. In-person events that were In-person events. So Mm -hmm. we totally lost that. So having Amazon as a supplementary income has totally helped us last year because we were able to stay home with kids, do hybrid school, you know, all the stuff that we had to do last year because Mm -hmm. of COVID we could do. So this year, you know, it's been a lot of the same. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's been amazing because we can just get up and, you know, if there's we can adapt. Mm-hmm. It's adaptable. My family lives in St. Louis, Missouri. So we try to go out and see them every couple, like twice a year, At two, least, three yeah. times a year. A few years ago, we weren't able to do that, you know, with, with Amazon not being as big for us and with us both having full-time jobs, we were seeing them maybe once a year if we were lucky. Um, but now we can just pick up and go. Mm-hmm. I mean, we go there. I, I want to start going there a lot more now that I've, I've quit my job. But that's been great. And the best part about that is, is that Tim Taylor's got a, a prep center there now. 
So we've been using his preps, or I, I just started using his prep center back this summer. So I can do the same thing there that I can here. So the flexibility yeah, the reason you can't, that's right. While you're there visiting family, instead of just being in and out in a few days and nervous about how we took vacation time, it's like, no, stay for a few weeks. Yeah. Maybe yeah. even hire a shopper and a prepper while you're there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Working out of their house. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, we just took a family vacation in, in August and, you know, I, I flew with the kids and he was able to drive. We went to Florida and he drove and was able to source the whole way back, you know? And so it's that kind of thing that just, I mean, the flexibility is, is unparalleled. It's, yeah. it's you got to love those tax deductible vacations too. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm an RA guy too. I love, I don't know what it is. I just love doing RA. I mean, if I was financially independent, I'd probably still do it just because yeah. It's fun for me. Oh, I, I'm the same way. Literally, I drove home from, I've had to pick up a couple things at the store for myself, but I put about $150 profit. It, I just can't walk past this stuff. I'm like, oh, there's a $20 bill sitting right there. What am I supposed to do? Walk past it? No. Right. Like, I love the the thrill of the hunt, but oh, the replants yeah. model kind of dumbs it down to the level where it's almost boring. And when you're first doing it, like, oh, I'm finally finding profitable products. But then as you get into it, like our list of replants is hundreds, I mean, over a thousand, it's hard to walk through any aisle of any store without going up. Oh, there's a $5 bill. Oh, there's a $20 bill, right? You just, yeah. you, you see it. And also, I, I think, I think it's worth mentioning, Jim, that we we're in a very, very, very small town in Virginia. We're actually in a really big Mennonite population. And so, you know, we we're talking horse and buggies going down the street. I mean, we're in a very small town, very small area. And I think a lot of people think you have to be in a big city to be successful. You know, I've, I've talked with friends of mine and they're like, oh, but we don't have any stores within a two hour radius of us. I'm like, if you have a Walmart, if you have a Target, if you have a grocery store, you're good to go. You know, a local hardware store. I mean, whatever. And so I just think it's important to, it doesn't, you don't have to have a big city surrounding you. You don't have to, you or know. Or you can shop online too. Shop online, shop for online. sure. Yep. I love that you pointed that out. Yep. Yeah. It, I love when we kill excuses on this show. Well yep. done. Yeah. Cause someone's sitting there that, Oh man, that was my last excuse. Okay. I guess I got to try this. <laughs> yeah. You guys are out there weaving between horse buggies on your way to Walmart. The only one. How much further do you have to go to see another Walmart? Well, we have, I mean, we have actually, we've, I mean, I mean, we've got two in town. Yeah. We've or, got okay. two in town, but yeah. we're, we're a little bit, it's you not know, that small, our town is South of the, you know, the, the city that's, you've got the Walmarts and stuff, but I got you. Um, you know, we're still in a, I mean, it's pretty, Rural area, Fair, fairly rural area. Yeah, great yeah. point. Great point. Over a thousand, maybe. Yeah, probably under a hundred thousand I mean, people in the whole, like in the you know. But we've city got area. yeah, DC's two hours north, Richmond's two hours east. Yeah. So we've got some cities. If we really want to go do something, we can go. Yeah. Sure. Do you guys ever travel much outside of your area to source? Is that or you pretty much sourcing locally? What talk us through oh. that? You do a lot of the roads. So my thing is to travel, do my sourcing trips. So I'll go, I think Ryan Robinson, he was on a couple of weeks ago and I, I do a similar to what he does. I go to, I'll pick a big city around us and I'll just go and just spend a couple of days, fill up a van, fill up a trailer or whatever, and then come <laughs> back. And you know, that, that's, it's really, it's been great. Cause I just map it all out beforehand, decide which stores I'm going to go to you know, get on maps, map it all out. And then that's it. And just take a trip, try to get as much as I can. And like an overnight trip sometimes? Sometimes two nights. Yeah. Yeah. That's in yeah. the ring of back, drop it off at your prep center, your house, your friend's house. <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs> yeah. Great model. Yeah. A van full of stuff and then I can just drop it off and then everything's all clean. Yep. And sometimes you make it a family trip and sometimes you head all the way to St. Louis and do it. That's oh true. yeah. Fantastic model. This is really exciting, you guys. So you're looking about 800,000, but that's very conservative. I mean, I th- I think it's a safe bet you guys will break a million, assuming you have enough inventory to that's last nice. the coming wave. This Q4 is truly insane. And, and you guys have kind of experienced it, but I think this is going to be, uh, well, it, there's no question this will be the biggest three months of online shopping in world history. Like it's coming up very fast. I think you're going to just be blown away by what starts happening here, especially with all the lockdowns continuing in places and a lot of people still nervous to go out and all the, all of that. I think we're going to see, uh, but there's a lot of money out there. So people can be shopping online like crazy. So I, I think you guys are going to hit a million. That's my theory, but 800 is a very safe bet from what you've said. That was um, my goal for at the beginning of the year. I ended up with four, 420, I think last year. 
And so this year I said, I want to hit a million. So, yeah. and he wrote it down. I wrote and it down. He broke that down. Really? To, broke it down into number of units, you know, average, average sale per unit number, how many units he needed to sell, which equated to how many he needed to ship in, you know, I mean, he, he broke it down yeah. and, and has it hanging. Stacking those 2,500 to $3,000 days one after the other, right? <laughs> that's the, that's the plan, man. Mm-hmm. I love it. So what lessons do you guys have or anything else you want to talk about from your story? Anything we skipped over Julia that you, you want to make sure and interject just, this is a kind of part of the show where I like to start to turn over to the guests and say, take us where you want. You know, what would you say to the listeners? Maybe they're new, maybe they've been doing this a while. What kind of things come to head or maybe even go into your counseling brain there, Joe, and pull, pull some <laughs> lessons out, you know, dazzle us with your brilliant. Come on. You got that PhD, right? Let's go. <laughs> uh, just a master's, but I'll try. Oh, just a master's. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I mean, I think, I think a lot of it is, you know, if, if you're doing this with a partner, whether or not you're in the business, I think it's important to be in the business, to be a part of it um, with your partner, with your spouse, because, you know, there it's, it does, it takes a lot of trust and it takes a lot of communication. And, you know, we're, I'm basically just saying, whatever, if you want to spend more money, go spend more money. And, you know, that's, you got to have a good communication yeah, it took a little while to get there too. Yeah. Because it's hard to see if you're not in the business and I'm reinvesting the money back into the business. And you're like, how much is on the credit card? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> <You know? laughs> where's the money that we're supposed to be seeing? Yeah. But it's, you know, it's in the business. It's in the business. And unless you're in the business, you don't see that. So yeah. that is important. And I'm, I mean, you know, we've been through enough where we have that relationship. I mean, I trust him implicitly to, you know, he'll come to me and be like, well, it's a $400 investment. I'm like, whatever. If you think it's fine to, you know, if it's going to further the business, do it. It's not, you know, so we've come to the point where I'm like, whatever it's, <laughs> you know, I trust that you're selling gonna enough to pay off this credit card. And, you know, um, so it's kind of, you know, some of it is a leap of faith, but some of it is, is just open, candid, um, you know, conversations and, just keeping each other in the loop about, you know, about where you are and and where you're hoping to go. And I just think it's important to be on board with, you know, treated as a team because, you know, he wouldn't be able to source if I I weren't on board with, you know, being home with the kids weekends at a time by myself, you know, those kind of things. And so I think just really treating it as a team, whether or not you're in the business with your partner or not, you know, and viewing it as such. But I don't know. it doesn't have to be that way either. I want to make sure that that's clarified is that this is how we choose to do it. Right. You don't have to go away for nights at a time if you yeah. don't want to, to do this business. I mean, there's hundreds of different ways to do this business, yeah. but that's the way that we've kind of fell into so far. I'd like to change that and get the ratios, you know, more wholesale and um, OA and then RA here pretty soon. But yeah, it doesn't have to be that way, but that, that's a that's great true. point. Yeah. I, I couldn't have done this without her. I mean, she's been such a great support. Yeah. Um, and I think too, like you have it written down on your, on your notes, you know, you talk a lot, Jim, about going inch deep mile wide. And I, I think that, you know, you've really embraced that concept too. And that has helped with, you know, making the transition to going full time. And it's just helped with peace of mind, you know, that all of our eggs aren't in one basket. And, you know, we're, we're both looking at other sources of income and we're both kind of open to, to whatever comes down the path. And so I think I just, I would really encourage people not to let fear dictate your decisions and not to let fear hold you back from what, you know, what you could do with this business, what you could do, you know, for your family, just jump, you know, jump now, think later. (laughs) That doesn't work for him, but... (laughs) Well, that, that's, we get the different personality types and you, you guys yeah. are doing it as a team, right? It sounds like it's working phenomenally. I love you said inch wide, mile deep, Julie. I haven't actually mentioned that on the show in a while. What does that mean to you, Joe? How have you applied that to your business? When she said that, what came to mind? Well, back when I was doing it by myself, I would get really excited when I found a product and I'd buy a ton of it without testing just because I thought the numbers looked good. I had an intuition that it was going to do great. And then I'd get stuck with a bunch of inventory that I'd have to, you know, luckily didn't lose a lot, but usually break even at least. So I finally learned and I, I try to, to spread the love a little bit and buy many more products, but don't buy as many of each product when I go out. And that's, it's so much better, so much better. I don't have so much stuff sitting in the shelves. 
uh, inventory not sold, you know, and obviously more money. So yeah, yeah, and just peace of mind because if a listing gets shut down, you know, yeah, you're not. I'm not all in. on that one right item. Yeah, yeah. The, the entire replants model is built on a list, a long list of different ASINs that at any given time, you've got a handful of those in stock. Mm-hmm. And if one dries up, like you said, or you can't, you can't find it or you're unable to sell it or someone tanks the price, no big deal. Go find five, 10, 20 more. Um, exactly. Actually, you know, that brings me to a good a point. We didn't really address much on this episode. I always like to hear, how do you find new replens? Like what are some of your favorite strategies? Are you, do you find yourself in stores a lot? Do you take pictures and you're doing it all yourself too? Actually, a lot of people in our community, ourselves included, are using virtual assistants now to, you know, we send our VA pictures of local stores and she goes through and pours through and finds stuff we never would have found, you know, because we're paying her a few dollars an hour and she's thrilled to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, how are you finding new replants? What's your strategy? I actually, I love that idea of taking the pictures and having somebody, you know, look for products. That, that's going to be my next step. But at this point, I'm doing a lot of, well, first of all, I, I, I do a lot of, I guess it would be reverse sourcing where I'm just going on Amazon, typing in a brand, and then just, you know, searching for products that way, searching for what's profitable within the brand. Seeing what jumps off the page. Anyone can do that. If you had to give us like a really good 30 second summary of reverse sourcing, like I've never done it before. I'm on amazon.com. What do I do now? So a definition of reverse sourcing would be just looking for the product before seeing it on the shelf. That's how I see it. So if you know a a product, even a product you like or a product you know of, type in the brand name and then look for a listing based on, you know, like you'll, you'll find numbers. Like if you see like a two pack of toothpaste and it's selling for 15 bucks, you're going to say, okay, maybe I should take a look at this because you could probably get that for cheaper at the store. And then once you find some products like that, you go to the store and you see if you know you can find them. But I think it'd be better to do in the store because then that way you're you know that the product's there. You know the product's actually on the shelf because some stuff you'll find on Amazon and it might be discontinued and you know they right. may not sell it. Anymore. Sometimes there's a reason those two tubes of toothpaste are twenty three dollars because you can't find them anywhere anymore and some people just really got to have it. Like yeah. that was a waste of time hunting all over town for that, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that is the weakness of the reverse sourcing model. But it's the same analysis that we would do on any product of, is this a viable product? Is, you know, mm-hmm. if, can I buy it for a low enough price to sell it for a profit? Does Keepa say that it's selling with enough frequency to justify it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, this isn't rocket science by any means, but you do most of that yourself and you do a lot of reverse sourcing. That's what you've done to get to this point. Sounds mm-hmm. like right. Yeah, a lot of reverse sourcing. Yeah, just typing in the product in the you know the buyer's app or the seller's app even, and just seeing what comes up. I think a big thing too is that it's frustrating at the beginning because you don't. First of all, you don't know what you don't know. You have to get some experience because I've been to so many stores and I've looked at so many shelves that I know you know what's on what shelf. I know I recognize patterns. So if I see something off in the pattern. I say, oh, maybe I should take a look at that because it's something different that I haven't seen before. So it kind of takes some time to just recognize, you know, what's on the shelves between stores, go to Walmart, what's on Walmart shelves, what's on CVS shelves, you know, Target, whatever. And then when you go to different stores, you'll find new products that, you know, because it'll, you're, you'll have a pattern interrupt there and you'll see something that you haven't seen before. So I found a lot of products like that too. And I also think that's a good a good place for, you know, a partner or, I mean, whether it's a, a romantic relationship or, or a friend or VA or whatever, just offer different perspectives too. Cause you know, I'll see things on a shelf mm. that it wouldn't have even crossed his mind, yeah. you know, that we should look into. And we found several replens that way where I'm like, well, oh yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you, you know, like this thing's only going for 99 cents. I'm sure we could sell it for more, you know, whatever. Um, and it's and, a part of the store that I would never go to. Yeah. So it's, so, you know, that's a good, that's a good thing about involving other people and doing your shopping as well, because I just think you'll get different perspectives and find things that you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Excellent. Great tips. So what, what at average price point approximately are you, are you playing around with? Sales? Yeah. This is about $21. $21 per sale approximately. Mm-hmm. I got you. So you're buying like five to $7 items typically, you know, and turning those. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Have you played around with higher priced items at all? I, like a little bit. I've, I've been got, 50 sell for one yeah, kind of stuff. Uh-huh. I've got a few SKUs like that, but I definitely want to look into that more. Cause I think there was a recent podcast where he was talking about 
how he did that. I forget who it was. And it was, it made me think, well, maybe I should try looking at some different price points. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're starting to do more of that ourselves. And we're seeing a lot of other people doing that as well. As you get good at this, it's, it doesn't feel as risky anymore, mm-hmm. you know, to get into those higher price point products. No, just check Keepa and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just Keepa. People who are saying, what's Keepa? Episode, I've referenced it so many times, episode 369, go listen to it. It's the, the tool that costs you about 20 bucks a month. It's really all you need. Now to scale up, you're going to use some other stuff. I'm guessing you guys maybe have what, Inventory Lab? Mm-hmm. Rev Seller? Replen Dashboard. Uh, AZ Insight. AZ Insight, uh, Replen Dashboard, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jimmy and Carl doing a great job with that in our community. Yeah, so you get these other tools and you use them and you like them and you get your preferences. Uh, but Keep is kind of that foundational product. And I explain why that's such an important and unique tool in episode 369 mm-hmm. of this podcast. But all right. So what else is in your, your bag of tricks? Anything else for us today before too, we start to wrap it up? Yeah, I was going to say too. Um, I mean, and you know, this isn't us trying to suck up, but um, you know, if, if you're thinking about doing, you know, taking this business full time or even just more than what you're already doing, you know, I a hundred percent, would tell you to invest in the coaching, mm-hmm. the Jim Co- Jim Cochran coaching. I can't remember the official name, whatever. Jim yeah, that's <laughs> it. We're thinking about changing the name to something easier to spell and et cetera, better marketing. But yeah, Jim Cochran coaching. It yeah. used to be just me and a handful of students and I couldn't handle them. So we started, we've, we're up over 35 coaches at this point. You mentioned that's Abe it. earlier and some really just, it's successful students. That's who our coaches are. Maybe you guys will be doing some coaching soon with all this new free time you've got. Yeah, yeah. we'd love to. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. let's connect you with Matt and make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of people listening to this right now going, man, I can really relate to those guys. Yeah. I love their journey. Them as my coach? Are you kidding me? Your <laughs> inbox is going to fill. I can just predict it. So yeah, I hope it's bringing you on board officially. <laughs> no, but I just, you know, I'm, I'm very sincere in saying that because it, I mean, it really has changed. It's just changed our business. It's changed the way we look at it. It's changed, you know, trajectory of the business. Like I just, it's been a hundred percent worth the investment. And we've said that over and over and over again, every time we get off the phone with, you know, with our coach, Abe, we're like, man, this was a good investment. And so I just wanted, you know, I wanted to mention that as, you know, real life users, real life trainees, that if you're thinking of going full-time, it is an investment, but it's a huge investment in your business and it will change you know, everything. And I had been selling it eight years at that point. So, I mean, I, you know, it's just, I had a lot of bad habits to untangle and it's, it's helped me immensely. It's totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Never too late to get a coach. Some people think it's just for new sellers. And we've had multi-million dollar sellers come in and say, Hey, I need some help. Cause we work all the way up with like high-end branding and, you know, trademark assistance and that kind of thing on private label. We don't talk about it a whole lot on this show because we don't want new sellers thinking that's the path we're putting them on. We want them to start where you are, build this million dollar a year business, then this wholesale opportunities, these private label opportunities. That's the next chapter of your story mm-hmm. as your time gets freed up. And you look at some of these interesting niche products like, hmm, why couldn't we sell this under our own brand? It's flying off the shelf. Instead of making five, seven bucks a sale, let's make 30 bucks a sale and sell it ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. So th- those are organic opportunities that are coming your way. But we don't like to start people there because it's just so much time, effort, expense, and risk involved in the private label model. Mm-hmm. And you guys are just more proof that following the basic plan, I mean, it's it's certainly worked well for you guys. It what has. a great story. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Can I just say one more thing? Please do. No rush. I would encourage anybody to, whoever, I don't know who needs to hear this, but join a group. It doesn't matter what group it is. You know, the Facebook group is great, but it's huge. You know, there's 60, 67,000 people or however many on there. Join a small group. It doesn't have to be, you know, sometimes I think a mastermind sounds a little too maybe intimidating to some people where it's like, everybody's got to be really good at one thing or something like that. It doesn't have to be like that. Like just get a few people together and you can all be brand new. It doesn't really matter. And just join a group because it's been, it's changed my business. You know, it's, it really has. I've got a couple of groups that I'm in with, with different people. And I mean, it's phenomenal. It's so nice to have somebody there or people there going, doing the journey with you. Mm-hmm. And you see that, Joe, one of the things I want to point out, some people may not be aware of it. I don't know if you've even talked about it on this podcast yet in any episode, but there's a feature in Facebook that allows you to see who in this group lives near me, wow. which is pretty cool. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And I highly encourage, if possible, local meetups. There's a handful of other Amazon sellers in this area that right now are getting together at a uh, Chicago's Pizza. And I was supposed to join them, but I'm like, I got a podcast episode, guys, maybe catch you next time. But just the value of gathering live face-to-face is even more powerful. But if, if it's Zoom, that's great. But that reminds me, one of the things that happens organically at a lot of our live events is these kind of groups just form and ends up best friends and contacting each other about all kinds of stuff, doing life together because business building warriors have a lot in common. We have a similar set of values and, and, you know, family is important to us and we're trying to build and serve. And we got the frustration of the latest Amazon changes and challenges and we can kind of do all that together. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful thing. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Everyone needs to have a group of people, you know, Someone ideally beside your spouse, especially if your spouse isn't involved in the business, you can go cry on their shoulder and actually feel sorry for you. Your spouse is like, yeah, you know, I don't know what you're talking about right now, but you you get this group of people that kind of get it, but you guys are doing the business together. Not everyone does. I think you got to have them on the same team, but not necessarily involved in the day-to-day nitty gritty, but you need to have somebody who does understand the nitty gritty with you. And that's what you've been able to find in these groups. It sounds like is some people to do this with. So good on you for mentioning that. That's a great tip. I was going to say in in regards to that, um, in the wedding world, there's a theme among vendors called community over competition. And that's really something, you know, to embrace in this, this model as well, because, you know, when he's talking about the groups, there might be people out there thinking, oh my gosh, but I don't want to share my secrets with, you know, with somebody, but you're not going to get there alone. And if you're, if, you know, if you're not in communication, if you're not in community, if you're not, you know, I know Jim, you've talked about this a bunch of times on your podcast, but community over competitions where it's at, you've got to be, you know, willing to, to get into it with other people that are doing the same thing. I mean, that doesn't mean that you necessarily share like, Hey guys, I bought this item at this store for this much, but you know, you've got to be willing to be vulnerable and you've got to be willing to, to let people meet you where you are and, and meet them where they are. And I think that's when the magic happens really. Yeah. That's a great tip. One of the things I've I announced at the very beginning of our most recent live event well, and I think I've done this the past couple ones is just, Hey, you may look around the room and think you're among competitors. You aren't here among people who are rooting for you, cheering for you. We want you to succeed. We can share 98% of our business with you. Right. I'm not going to tell you, like you just said so well, Julie, I'm not gonna tell you exactly where to go to buy the exact products. You can start competing exactly with me on all the things I sell, but I'm going to tell you just everything short of that. And on Amazon, you can go in and look at any seller anyway, and see everything they're selling. Now, good luck finding some of it different regions, different, or even in Walmart, there's different regional store offers and things. So that's not like that's some kind of secret magic button to have an awesome business. Some of that stuff we're trying to get rid of, you know, worst thing you could do is go buy 50 units of this thing. We're trying to get rid of it right now. Just because it's on sale doesn't mean it's a hot winter, but I can tell you how to find the hot winners. I can tell you what techniques I use, what strategies I use. So yeah, I love, there's a lot of transparency in this industry and in our community. So that's a great point, Julia is share openly, build your community uh, because opportunities come and go, but yeah. relationships last beyond that. And you can kind of tackle the new challenges together, right? And yeah, just great tip. abundance mindset. I mean, you know, there's a yep. million people out there buying taco seasoning. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you're the only one, you know, if there's 20 other sellers selling it, it, I mean, there's enough to go around. So. For sure. Yeah. We pass ASINs around like free candy yeah. right here. I'll text just randomly have someone pop in my head, a coaching student. I'm like, Hey, Here's Hayson for you. Go check this one out, man. I know you got this store in your area, right? You know, so do that kind of thing and, and they'll reciprocate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, what else is on your mind, guys? Anything before we start to, to land this episode? So the therapist part of me is going to come out right now, but mindset is huge. Mm-hmm. Mindset That's has played so such true. a huge role in, or it does play such a huge role in business and well, in life, really. But with this business, it's just, I mean, that's another thing. It's like, it took me a while to figure it out and just, and, and figure out, first of all, the abundance mentality. Mm-hmm. I mean, for so long, you know, this, this famine mentality, you know, was, it plagued me. I don't know if that's what that's from, you know, it could be from childhood. <laughs> I don't know, but that's just how I was raised. But once I got that abundance mindset, that's things changed there too. I mean, it was just like, it's like the whole world just opened up to me. That was a big game changer I, for you. And that might've been what happened Mm -hmm. in in 2019, but um, I was just fed up with it. I'm fed up with, you know, just thinking that, that there's not enough out there, that it's too saturated, that, you know, Amazon's out to get me or whatever. And just start thinking that, Hey, you know, the Lord's led me to this position. It's for a reason. 
And I'm going to just go out there and, and live like there's, there's too much. There's too much out there. And I've, I've noticed a difference. For sure. Me too. I've noticed a big difference in him since starting the mindset stuff. Yeah. It, it affects us at every level. And yeah. I think one of the first keys, and you know, this would be an interesting, fun debate. Again, another possible podcast episode in and of itself. But when I run into somebody who's really battling that scarcity, poverty mindset, one of the things I have them challenge themselves on is their gratitude. Mm -hmm. I think that is a key to unlocking optimism. And that's actually not anything I came up with. It's a biblical concept from Hebrews have understood that for thousands of years. If you're struggling to be optimistic and positive, gratitude, that mm -hmm. unlocks it. And then once you're optimistic, it's easier to have that abundance mentality. That's like the next step is like, I'm grateful. Look how blessed I am. Look all this. Why not more? Why not serve more people? Why not hire more people? Why not go beyond? I mean, I'm, things are so good now, but they could be better. And I'm going to work hard to make that happen versus oh, never, nothing's ever going to work for me. Gratitude mm -hmm. is the key. Uh, even Daniel Lappin, who was our keynote speaker a couple of years ago, he had a brilliant presentation as his keynote. You can go back and, and look at it. It'd been around September. It was actually September 11th, almost exactly two years ago as we're recording this now. But he ended this brilliant presentation, this brilliant keynote with basically a challenge of a call to action to keep a gratitude journal. Mm. Like that will put, he connected the dots brilliantly between gratitude and more money in the bank, right? Like, that's weird. What? Like just the most brilliant connection between those two concepts, more money in the bank, you need more resources. You want your business to grow. You want to serve more people well. You want to grow your team, expand, expand your territory, so to speak. Gratitude. Gratitude, gratitude. So how's that hit you as a counselor? What, do, what does that resonate? Absolutely. Yeah. Gratitude is a huge part of re recovery. You know, mm. I mean, mm, true. Main thing that we learned in, uh, you know, in the program was that it's gratefulness, be grateful. Cause usually when you're not, like you just said, I mean, if you're ungrateful and I mean, it's, it's not going to be a good, good thing for your life, you know, and that's when you can spiral downwards. It's toxic. It, it repels the people that you need it, in your life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's such an important part of it. Just, yeah, I try to practice gratefulness every day. I'm, I'm, I mean, we were just so blessed and I'm so thankful. So, and I'm thankful, I'm seriously, I'm thankful for what you've done, what you've started here. You know, it, it this just, everything has just been just a life changer for us. Um, Thank you. We put in a lot of work, but you know, you following and doing what you were called to do has been a blessing on our lives. It's been a blessing for our preppers, Blue Ridge Prep Services. <laughs> Blue Ridge Prep Services, <laughs> gotta they, give him a shout you out. You know, he came home because of that. You know, he's now a dad that's at home with his his little girl. And it's just, we're just so grateful for that. So thank you. Yeah. That's phenomenal. We'll have the Blue Ridge friends reach out to us. We can put them on our list of prep centers. That's another link I'll stick in the show notes. It's a free list. We just kind of maintain it of, hey, here's the people who are accepting new customers awesome. to do I prep services. So have them reach out to us. Okay. I think they are on there, but I'm not sure. Oh, are they? Okay. Phenomenal. Yeah. We, it's a pretty comprehensive list. We have people, more people asking to be pulled off of it because it's such a booming thing right now. Uh, it's a lot of work. You know, it's not like gravy business. You're going to be working your tail off and you mm -hmm. got to watch your numbers, but it's a beautiful business model that's very much in need right now. Well, phenomenal. Great hanging out with you guys. I kind of wish we could like, you know, order dessert and hang out for <laughs> more hours. You know? <laughs> this has just been a great time. Yeah, um, but you, our paths will cross, I'm sure. Uh, um, will you be at the Legends reunion, Jim? I might be. I try to make, I've only made, I think, two of those and of the many that they've had. But yeah, I love the Legends reunions. It's it's a smaller group. It's kind of a group within a group. We didn't talk much about Legends, but the, you know, think of our bigger group as a few hundred thousand people around the world. And then you kind of start drilling in the people who own the Proven Amazon course, the people in our coaching programs, thousands of students there. Then you get into Legends, it's several hundred. Mm -hmm. But it's really kind of people who know each other, recognize each other, and, and they're paying monthly to be in a more exclusive group of people who take this business very seriously. And provenamazoncourse.com slash legends. And there's even a second link slash legends trial. It's like a $1 30-day 30 30 trial, I think, mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, but those links will be in the show notes too. But thanks for giving it a shout out. And I do hope to be there. Ryan and I go way back and he's the one running the legends group and he's been on the podcast a few times. He's actually hosted a few guest host episodes, but 
Well, yeah, great. There. I hope to see you. Hope to meet yeah, you. Yeah, I would love to see you guys too. Please come up and say, hey, if, if you do end up, uh, if I do end up crossing your path down there, that'd be awesome to see you guys live in person. But well, let me spend a couple minutes talking to the listeners and thanking them. I think our guests today were phenomenal. They spoke with, you know, the word that comes to mind for me is transparency, mm-hmm. authenticity, just from the heart. Like this is, they're, they're not trying to convince anybody of anything. They're just telling their story. The struggles, it wasn't easy. We dove into recovery. We dove into the struggles of a young marriage. And now they got this new cool house, which I kind of wish you could walk the camera around. That'd be cool to see the place, but maybe we'll do a tour some other time. That was just so cool to see you guys make that step into this home, the dream home and honored to spend time with you today. And hopefully you benefited listeners as much as I did from this episode today. Thank you for giving us some of your time. We truly do appreciate that. We know it's your most valuable asset and you gave a bunch of it to us today and we're grateful for that. And we want you to benefit in a tremendous way from that. So until we gather again next time, God bless you. We're in your corner. Thanks to our guests, Joe and Julie. You guys did an awesome job. Thank you. Appreciate it. It was really good. Thank you. And to all the listeners out there, we'll have another great episode for you again like this real soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.